0: USC's 2023 February signing day. I didn't see that one coming. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I am your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day whether you're watching me on youtube or wherever you'd like to download your podcast we are free and i think we got a really good show for you today i think you're going to enjoy it i hope you've been enjoying the shows leading up to them if you're watching on youtube and you haven't done it yet do me a favor there's a red subscribe button hit it you like the show let me know and to all the all of you who have already done so thank you so very 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 much this episode of Locked On USC is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com forward slash locked on today to get started. So who remembers what I said last week on one of our episodes of Locked On USC? Come at you five days a week. I'll remind you. I said heading, it, I said, heading into the final weekend of recruiting. Um, we're getting down to the nitty gritty and it's looking good for USC and Roger Pleasant, the speedy cornerback Olympic sprinter from J Sarah and Gardena. Uh, he was supposed to take a visit to Oregon. He didn't. He was up in big bear, take spending some time. And unless something strange had happened, uh, it looked like Roderick was going to uh, put a signature on his letter of intent and fax it over on Wednesday, today. Uh, And the reason being is I was told that, you know, all that, basically what I had said was Roderick Pleasant, all he had left between then and signing day today was a USC in-home visit that took place and that Roderick wasn't going to go visit Oregon one last time. He didn't. Well, for those of you who are old enough and remember the show Happy Days, Fonzie, Henry Winkler, uh, this doesn't happen very often. So I'm going to be like Fonzie from Happy Days and admit that I was wrong. (laughs) Uh, My bingo card, had Roderick Pleasant as USC's big-name signee on signing day. Deuce Robinson delaying his announcement. Um, Warren Roberson staying in the state of Texas. And Jacoby Lane flipping and staying home and probably signing with Arizona State. Well, that's what I said last week. So instead, Lincoln Riley pulls a Walker Lions out of his hat. four-star tight end. At first, he was committed to Stanford. He decommitted from there. And many thought he was either going to choose between Georgia or Utah. Well, uh, Roderick, that was the first thing that happened for USC on on signing day. Great start to the day, right? Next up, Roderick Pleasant. This is where things took a little bit of a turn. And, uh, yeah, he appeared, Roderick appeared anything but, and I know I'm making a play on words here, anything but pleasant during his uh, announcement. It was almost, I don't know, if if you're into reading the way he he made his announcement, how quick it was, and uh, just the whole personality and the vibe, uh, didn't feel right. Almost feel angry. Go back and watch the video. It's out there. Check it out. It's all over social media. And then I said that um, Jacoby Lane. I thought he was going to flip. Well, he stayed in his lane, and he uh, he stayed committed and will be a Trojan. And then in other news, as far as USC was concerned, the other player I think they're waiting on was Warren Roberson. Well, he's still deciding between TCU. Texas, who he visited over the weekend, and USC for his final signature. Remember, he was committed to TCU. He still is undecided. So the only one I got right, (laughs) Deuce Robinson. It's only because of Deuce that, uh, and because he's still deciding on his baseball future, whether or not he should, uh, you know, he's waiting for his draft um, feedback there's a good chance you could get some first-round feedback. Well, it's only because of Deuce not committing that uh, I didn't wear the the golden sombrero. Thank you very much, Vince Scully. Uh, The golden sombrero is a baseball term. You strike out four times in a game. Yeah, rarely happens. But if you do get that, you get the golden sombrero. Well, I didn't strike out four times, just three times. So. Here's a question for you. So we know that USC got Walker Lyons and who they're in Jacoby Lane stayed committed. Fantastic. They didn't get Roderick Pleasant. Now, let's ask this question. Did Lincoln Riley out-recruit Georgia and Utah? Because they're the two, the leans, the way they was feeling. um, For one of the top tight ends in the 2023 class, because both Utah and Georgia know how to use their tight ends, and last year, Lincoln Riley didn't really showcase the tight end in the passing game. Okay, so he might not be the top tight end in the twenty twenty three class, Walker Lions, uh, but he was definitely one that Kirby Smart wanted, Georgia's head coach, and uh, so I, you know, you kind of. You have to kind of give a tip of the hat here to Lincoln Riley and to Zach, uh, Zach Hansen, tight ends coach, Annie's husband, who's finally earning his keep. I'm kidding, coach. I'm kidding. They get the win. They uh, they pulled that out. You know, um, they stayed with it. They recruited Walker to the end, and lo and behold, there you go. And as an added bonus, because uh, people anticipated him, well, he is going to take his to his missionary work. But he's gonna be available for USC in 2024. So that's kind of cool too. Uh you're not gonna miss him for two years, just for one year. And that gives him extra time to rehab uh, his leg that he injured in his senior year. It, it, I think everything is working out the right way for for Walker. So again, but let's not feel too bad for Kirby and Georgia. They uh you know they won back-to-back national championships, and he did get two four-star tight ends to enroll in his 2023 class. So what's, I guess, weird about that is uh, Georgia, back-to-back national champions, they finished second nationally recruiting in 2023 behind Alabama. So I'm also going to offer one more mini mea culpa since the transfer portal and the early signing period became a thing i've said that the uh, february signing period signing day um has kind of lost its luster and it's, it's not as exciting uh for the fans that follow recruiting as it used to be just you know before the transfer portal and before the early signing period came along so while the day you know did not play out as anticipated. Uh, again, I'm referring to the Robert Pleasant um, commitment. February signing day still, you know, offers fans. USC fans got a surprise. Walker Lions. So yeah, there's still a reason to you know stay involved with recruiting, watch it all the way out through the end till February, because um, you never want to know when that final signature is going to come. Uh, though the transfer portal is always available, as well as the NIL Bagman. On that note, because I'm we're kind of just recapping the you know the uh, the recruiting class for 2023. Going forward, does USC need to reevaluate their NIL strategy? You know, there's a, people feel that USC got beat out by Oregon again, second year in a row. Uh, Well, that's going to come up next. We're going to talk about in the next segment. First, don't forget the Super Bowl is uh, coming up soon. So you need to head on over to FanDuel because we're really, really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. If you're the new customer, you can join today. You're gonna to get started with $150 in free bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. So just sign up at FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. And then FanDuel, uh, they have all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads. They even got the they even have player prop bets. So you can combine all of your bets for a chance for a really big same game parlay. That's huge. And you can do this all on an app that's super safe, super secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more the FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and Locked On. Hey, Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. You can get inside analysis from the hosts that cover the NFL's Next Generation College and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows. From the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, I'm good with the way USC uh, uses their name, image, and likeness program. Programs, it's kind of, it's out there. It's uh, just finishing up going through a transition. I believe it's going to be called the Tommy Group. No longer State Outed. The reason why I'm I'm good with the way USC uses their NIL program is the way they interpret it. It's you're you have to earn the opportunity to get paid. Uh, and yes, you know there are a select few high school recruits uh, that you will need to show some financial incentive. And you know, USC they're I guess what I'm saying is, is USC need to be more aggressive with high school recruits. That's the question fans have been asking. Here's the thing. Um, Riley wants culture and team first. So if the, if getting paid up front is the highest priority for a high school recruit, he probably doesn't check those first two boxes. <clears throat> Let me read a couple quotes. Uh, you might remember I read these just the other day. Quote, someone with one of the best corners in the nation in high school came to me and asked if we'd pay them $800,000 for the player to sign here. I told him he can find another place to play. According to Baker High School coach Steve Normand, he was quoting Nick Saban. Quote, I'm not paying a kid a bunch of NIL money before he earns it. One of them wanted $500,000 and for us to get his girlfriend into law school at Alabama and to pay for it as well. I showed him the door. Saban, he then later added that he's also lost 10 players, including a starter uh, to the transfer portal because of NIL, because their hands are out. Um, it's more than just hand. They've got like a basket, a big basket that they want filled up. That works for Nick Saban in Alabama. He's got the gravitas. He's got the roster. Uh, He's got players lining up to to play for him at Alabama. Uh, Like I said, they have the number one ranked recruiting class in the nation, according to On3. Georgia's the back-to-back national champions. So despite Lincoln Riley saying, and I quote, NIL plays a big role with recruits, but will never be number one on USC's priority list, end quote. I'm still asking the question. Does USC need to reevaluate its approach uh, to high school recruiting? Um and that and I don't and the NIL dynamic um and stop, you know, imitating what Nick Saban's doing. Maybe in a few years you can do that. You're not there yet. You haven't won. Lincoln Riley hasn't won anything compared to Nick Saban. And I'm asking this because for the second year in a row, uh, USC was outbid uh, by Oregon for a high school recruit that they wanted, and they felt they had just a few days before, you know, letter of fax day letter of intent Look, I'm not complaining about a player getting what he can. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If someone makes me an offer uh, with some life-changing gifts for for me and my family, I'm going to totally weigh the pros and cons, especially if the end result still gets me to where I want to go. In this case, we're talking about Young men who want to get to the NFL. <clears throat> Robert Pleasant can still get to the NFL from Oregon. He can still get to USC, too. No. So regardless um, of Pleasant's why, and I'm using the fingers, um, you know, what what his motivation was for choosing Oregon, the local product turned his back on USC. Um, as well as Dante Williams and Alex Grinch. Now, just from that perspective alone, it's a bad look uh, when it comes to recruiting for the defense. If that's a different story for a different day. Trust me, we'll, we'll we'll tackle that one. No pun intended. Um, but I'm again. I'm going to stay in the boat that rewards rewards experience and paying players who have earned it on the field compared to possibly potentially mostly overpaying uh overpaying a high school recruit who has yet to play a down of college football. And although the sample size and the, the market research is still happening, I mean it's this is really a very fluid situation. Uh, going back to I guess we'll call it 2020, with this whole COVID and the transfer portal and early signing period, this whole perfect storm kind of all coming together. Um none of the schools who have, you know, at least that we've been hearing about, spending a lot of money up front on high school recruits on it using their NIL differently than the way USC is using it. Um And I'll just, you know, those names like Texas A&M, Miami, Florida, Oklahoma, Louisville. Um, I guess we'll see, but none of those programs have came close to winning like USC did last year. Right? Another thing, you know, keep this in mind. uh, NIL is making money for, uh, not just for the young men and their families, but for they're handlers, people who uh, who are involved in the recruiting process. Maybe that's the best way of putting it. There are go betweens who are getting kickbacks uh, for directing players to programs. I know, shocking, right? <laughs> um, as I said, go get paid if you can. But here's what I'm gonna say. if you were watching. That the Roderick Pleasant commitment, as I was on TV this uh, this morning, Wednesday, on ESPN, did that to you look like a celebrity, uh, you know, a celebration type of reaction from from him? I didn't get that sense. I'm just going to leave it with this. Going back to uh, the intermediaries, the the handlers, people involved in the recruiting process. Uh, during his announcement, I heard Roderick mention his head coach, Dan Lanning at Oregon. I heard him mention the name Tosh Lapoy. If you've ever been involved and followed recruiting Tosh LePoy, uh he knows how to recruit. He's not the most, well, he knows how to recruit. And he will do whatever, by hook or crook, whatever's necessary to get the job done. That's, I guess, the... The best way of saying what I want to say without saying what I want to say. Uh, but he, I didn't hear Roderick mention his position coach that he would be playing for, Demet- Demetrius Martin. Meet. Uh, this is what I will say Tosh LePoy and go betweens. They go together like peanut butter and jelly. So I'm going to say, uh, going back to again, Everybody kind of felt real, pretty confident that USC was locked in with Roderick, heading in to the weekend and into Wednesday signing day. Between, sometime between, I guess, Thursday, Friday last week and Wednesday, February 1st, parties got involved and started talking, and USC uh, ended up in second place again to Oregon. Last year was Josh Cornerly. This year, it's Roderick Pleasant. All right. We're going to talk more about that on future episodes of Locked on USC. Again, we've got really limited time. and I'm trying to recap everything that happened on signing day in 30 minutes or less, because that's what we do for you here at Locked on USC. Five days a week. All right. So in USC's signing day announcement, USC confirmed, 11 transfers uh, are enrolled and will participate in spring practice, in spring camp. I will remind everybody who those, uh, there was a total of 12 mid-year enrollees. However, only 11 are going to be partaking in spring camp. Those 11 are Kyron Bars, Mason Cobb, Punter Kicker, Eddie Zilplicki, Offensive lineman, Jared Kingston. Running back, Marshawn Lloyd. Defensive lineman, Anthony Lucas. Rush end, Jameel Mohammed, Defensive back, Christian Roland-Wallace. wide Singer. Dorian Singer. Defensive lineman, Jack Sullivan. And Michael Tarquin. Offensive lineman. What name is missing? Ethan White. Offensive lineman, Florida. I'm going to try and figure out what's going on there. I know Lincoln Riley was a little frustrated with this. Uh, not saying he's frustrated with Ethan. I'm saying he's frustrated with the with the situation. And I'll see if I can find out exactly what the particulars are of that. Uh, so USC announced um, their transfers who will be available for spring camp. They also, I, I mentioned Jacoby Lane. <clears throat> he stuck with his commitment and is now officially a Trojan. The reason why, I'll I'll try and tap dance around this. Uh, The reason why I was uh, skeptical about him keeping his commitment to USC, and I was unaware of this, but there are actually rules in place uh, for taking visits and not just official visits, unofficial as well. USC wants to make sure a recruit uh, even though they might be all 100% vested, and interested, and behind the young man, they want to make sure that that young man has all their ducks in a row, eyes dotted, t's crossed. And as well, you know, the NCA also has certain criteria uh, that has to be met before players can take a visit. So uh, I should have felt better <laughs> going into. <laughs> uh going into signing day um about since Lane um you know he made his visit to USC last week you connect the dots late visit and you know, I just kind of read off a couple of different um boxes that needed to be checked before players could take a visit. So overall, Uh, Well, Wednesday's signing day for USC was a little disappointing because of the pleasant, you know, know, what do you want to call that? A silent flip uh, or whatever you want to call it. He's not coming to USC. Uh, But let's, you know, let's be honest about this. He wasn't going to play cornerback for USC in 2023. Can we agree on that? USC needed him. They wanted him. You want that type of speed. I mean, you need, USC needs that type of speed desperately. But his impact wasn't going to be felt until 2024 at the earliest. This is the way I see it. The reason being, um, I talked about this on the episode about USC's primetime defensive backfield. This is going to be your two deep in what some – shape or form, Damani Jackson, Christian Rowland-Wallace, Sierra Wright, Jacoby Covington. Um, you Take those four, throw them in a hat. There's your 2D. Behind them, you've got Joshua Jackson Jr., Prophet Brown. So that's not me being bitter. That's me just being pragmatic. Yes, I would have loved to have seen Roger Pleasant putting on the card on gold. You never know. He might. Um, remember, uh, the next wave of transfers are going to be available after spring camp between May 1st and May 15th. So USC's roster isn't quite complete yet. It's close, but there's going to be more movement um, once spring camp ends, before then even. Who knows? We'll let you know. Still a ways to go. And I'm going to have a whole lot more on the recruiting class coming up on more shows. But that's it for this show. Because uh, 30 minutes or less, that's what we do for you all Locked on USC. I'm going to bring you all the information I can. All the pertinent information. I'm not going to bore you with stats. I just want to bring you the news. Give you my opinion on it. And then I want you to tell me your opinion on it. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you disagree? That's great. Just have a, a valid reason behind it. Just don't say because I said so and, and Alex Grinch sucks. I want to have a an adult conversation. If you're not ready to do that, just enjoy the show. I appreciate y'all. I really, really do. All right. Thanks again. Really, honestly, thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. I need you to make sure to check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you're going to hear it from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and the players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. On that note, USC takes on Washington State at Galen Center Thursday night, 8 p.m. Get out there. Check them out. USC's got a little revenge on their minds. Until then, everybody, you know what to do.